Auga, auga, auga. That, John Allenthal, is the horn of a 1920s automobile trying to get some flapper out of the way who is dealing with a speakeasy because we're in prohibition. Auga, auga, trying to get out of the way. And the guy's probably wearing a bearskin coat. Have you ever been in a 1920s automobile, Kurt? No. My grandfather ran a speakeasy. He was a bootlegger during Prohibition. My father's father. He was a real New York character. The idea today is, John, there are some absolutely ridiculous products out there that people shell out money to actually buy. And this started, it was a probably podcast episode number five for us or something that we talked about some ridiculous products of our youth. And one of them was the pet rock that people paid to have a rock that didn't the pet rock come in like a cardboard box with air holes in it or something. Maybe I think it had a leash. I remember, did it have a leash? I don't know. So you could take your pet rock. Do you know what America means in Indian? It means land of stupid products. Yeah. So we're going to spend inspired by the pet rock, which is more of a, a symptom of a deeper issue than a problem all by itself. We are going to explore some of the, is it stupidest or most stupid, stupidest products ever. Now, I think everybody knows that our economy in the U.S. is largely is driven by consumer spending. And believe it or not, like 68 to 70 percent of our gross domestic product is made up by consumer spending. I would proffer that a good majority of that, a good slice of that is made up of buying stupid things. Speaking of which, couldn't you, wasn't there a time where you could buy pure Rocky Mountain air? I wouldn't be surprised. I think you can. I'm going to kick us off with a really stupid product. So you have a dog. I have a dog. A lot of people have dogs. As it turns out, Dogs' butts don't smell so good. Now, that's just part of the package. There are pros and cons of everybody and everything. But dogs are a big net positive. But if you want your dog's bottom to smell beautiful, you can attach an air freshener to his or her tail so that his or her butt will smell all delightful. They call it rear gear. And you can add, it's just like an air freshener hanging off your rear view mirror. You can hang it off your dog's tail covering his or her butt. But here's a question for you. Are you going around sniffing your dog's butt to begin with? I don't get that close to my dog's butt, but that's just me. I don't know. I know some dog owners take the dog ownership thing really far. But what I do is I do hang dice, fuzzy dice off our dog's tail. But that's just for aesthetics, not for air freshening. (laughs) I had the big fuzzy dice for Hank. I loved him. I don't know what I ended up doing with it. You should be clear that Hank is your car, not your dog or one of your children. Oh, that's right. I did come across something that they were selling. This is to your point beforehand about we drink a lot of bottled water. Someone was selling a 16-ounce, quote-unquote, can of dehydrated water. What does that even mean? Is it just empty? 
you add water to it and you get 16 ounces of water. So we're a clever sort. We love novelty too. We do love novelty in this country. But, but those are not the chattering teeth that you wind up. This is oh, those are great, the chattering teeth. Dehydrated water. I love it. Of course, there's the whoopee cushion or sometimes called the Bronx cheer. And I guess back in the 70s, we'd fill that sucker up with air and put it under the couch cushion. Everywhere. And someone would sit down and make a, make a flatulent. Someone actually created an iPhone app. I think it's called iFart, believe it or not. And it was to allow you to trigger that sound without the benefit of a three-dimensional physical whoopee cushion. And I think it was like 99 cents or a dollar and hundreds of thousands of people bought this app. What? You wish you had it, didn't you? There's good use for that. Listen, maybe it's still available. Just go to the app store and type in iFart and you could be embarrassing yourself and your friends in minutes. Uh, look, I know you. I think you would have a field day with that. I try to avoid flatulent humor. It's not, although it is funny because it's just, you can say the word fart and mature adults will suddenly, and people like you too, will instantly start to smile and giggle. Wait, you're saying I'm not a mature adult? I think I've mentioned this on a previous episode, but I'm still upset with Tommy Ciano from sixth grade. You're going to have to remind me and our listeners why you're upset with Tommy. We were in Miss Little's class, which was ironic because she was over six feet tall. And we're sitting there. And one day in class, Tommy Ciano lets out a large, loud fart and turned and said, oh, Kurt. And everyone thought I did it. And I'm still scarred to this day. I can see why that would be a problem. Since, unfortunately, we're starting this with bathroom humor, there is actually a device. This is what I was going to tell. I think that you should then. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. I think you're talking about the potty putter. No, I'm not. Believe it or not. There's, I'm glad that we weren't thinking of the same thing. And I'm mortified that there's so many things in this category. Well, so tell I us think about the potty putter. I think people spend an awful lot of time on the can, right? That's why we came with the Urban Dictionary of Shexting. And I actually dare you to find someone who doesn't look for his or her phone on the way to sit on the can. Oh, I do. Now, this would be much harder in China, where in a lot of those places, they still just have the footprints on the side. Or it'd be good for your quads. If I was thinking they must have great quads. So <laughs> the potty putter is a little putting mat for golf that spreads out right in front of your toilet so you don't even have to lean over. They give you a club and they work on their putting while they're sitting there popping a squat. I'm not sure how I feel about how the content of this episode has unfurled. Can we just go back to one of our earliest episodes where we talked about flying and I mentioned the guy I used to work. I leave the bathroom door open. I should have let you finish that so people who didn't hear that episode, Kurt had a colleague who went to the bathroom and intentionally left the door ajar. Not ajar, unlocked. Unlocked, so people would open it and see him doing whatever he was doing in there. No, because he just wanted to see the expression on their faces. I understand, but it's, uh, yes. And the fact, yeah, how about that? I guess the truth is there's a lot of social feedback in all of the ridiculous products that relate to the bathroom and the very natural human act of eliminating waste. And I'll continue down this path with the comfort wipe. It's a little <laughs> bit like 
a selfie stick for the butt, but you don't take a picture of your butt. You actually attach toilet paper to the end of it and you use this pole to reach around. It's basically an extension arm that is more sanitary, arguably, than holding the toilet paper in your hand. But how, how do you? Put, I'm not reaching back where I can't see with a giant claw. How do you put the toilet paper in the? There's cell a little. Phone? I think there's a little gripper. Is so think of it as an extension arm and a little holder. Okay. You want to spend right. some more time thinking about it? No. But people do buy these products. Like, um, I guess so. Why else would there be so many infomercials? At CES a couple of years ago, they introduced something called the Belty. Do you know what this is? If it's at CES, which is consumer electronics, it must be some sort of electronic or smart device. So it's a smart belt. So what does it, it adjust to? It's a smart belt is exactly ah, right. And it that's well done. And it automatically adjusts to what you've eaten or not. So you don't have to sit there and make a big deal. It automatically does it, which I don't know why you need that, but apparently you do. Apparently, in addition to having a great appetite for stupid products, we're also incredibly lazy and we hate discomfort. So anything that brings us comfort and convenience, we're in for. I think the ultimate product, which was very popular on infomercials for a while, but the ultimate stupid product proving that we will buy anything is what was called the GLH hair system. GLH stands for great looking hair. So I don't know why it's the great looking hair system. It's like runs batted in RBIs, um, which already has a plural runs. So why are you saying I is at the end? In any event, I don't mean to digress, but it's what happens. So the GLH hair system. Or was, when you say, can you RSVP, please? Yes, exactly. Because the Cebu play is the please part. Exactly. And you know that because you were just in France. Yes. In any event, the great looking hair system. So you're balding, you're feeling bad about it. You want to fix it. You, of course, want a cheap and easy solution. So you buy GLH, which is spray on colored hair. If you haven't seen the infomercials, please go on YouTube. They basically spray paint gunk on the top of your head to fill in your bald spots and I guess match your hair. The product was incredibly popular in the 90s. I can't imagine anyone ever bought it twice, but they sold a lot of this stuff. Apparently, you could even go swimming with this stuff. You were basically spray painting your head. Did you watch those infomercials in the 90s? Because I, I did. don't know that I sat down to watch it, but I've seen it. Yeah, I know. I remember them distinctly. The guy's putting his head down and they're spraying this black Damn. stuff on his head. I don't even know. I, I should look up what's actually in that stuff. What is the, what's the movie, comedy movie where the guy's got like the black, oh no, that wasn't the comedy movie. That was Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> yes. Stranger than fiction. Yeah. Do you remember that? He was sitting there and I guess he was sweating on TV. Yeah, it was pretty gross. It was, it was black. yeah. Hair dye. Coming it was down. like his hair dye was dripping down the side of his face because it was really hot and he was sweating. So listen to this hairspray. They're a blend of polymers. Excellent. They frequently include copolymers. Copo I'm sorry. I'm, that's ridiculous. Copolymers. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> Forgive me. Copolymers. Copolymers of polyvinyl 
pyrolidone and polyvinyl acetate. None of that sounds like the kind of stuff that you would want to put on your body, no less outside your brain. And I think they're still selling that because polymers. I was watching Hulu the other night and Hulu has these ads that run that people just buy on that. And there's one for Hims, which is a online site to help people with ED and with hair stuff. And they have something, I think it's some sort of spray still, and it's supposed to work in your hair. Well, I, I think Rogaine is like a foam you spray on your head and you have to work it in there, but it's not trying to replace hair. It's trying to stimulate hair growth. What was Rogaine originally made for? Do you know? Yes. I think it was a way to unclog sinks. I'm not sure. I know that Viagra was originally created for a hair condition, but they found a side effect that was more lucrative. I don't think it was hair condition. It was a heart was condition, not hurt. a hair condition. Right. Heart. And I know when I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, which I've never said in this, in this podcast before. About but yeah, time you let that loose, Kurt. <laughs> when I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, the guide said that a lot of people don't use the pills that we had for altitude sickness. They just took Viagra. Oh, has to do with blood flow and all that kind of stuff. So it has your question. It's another way of ascending. It's something came up. Wow. So minoxidil, which is the medication in Rogaine, was originally developed. Uh, in fact, it was introduced uh, as an oral drug to treat high blood pressure. Huh. See? It's funny that you built it for something and then it has a side effect that's more lucrative. So off you go into the wild blue yonder. And we Excelsior. actually did, we, did a, we did a whole episode on that, John. Oh, accidental products. They were built yeah. for one thing. I yeah. remember we talked about bubble wrap, which was like originally wallpaper or something. Yeah. We did a whole episode on that, which is quite- uh, I should listen to that. It sounds like an interesting topic. Oh, oh, I have a product that is sold. And I'm sure this does very well. I'm not going to say in what region of the country, but it's called the backup. Have you heard of this? I have not heard of this, but I, based on the name, I'm definitely interested. Okay. It's bed mounted, as in it's mounted on the side of your bed. Oh. Uh -huh. It's a gun rack for a shotgun. It holds a shotgun. Tell me the name again. The backup. So should you need a shotgun at arm's reach quickly in the middle of the night, it's ready to rock and roll. Right there. But how, do, how, how does, does it get in the way of you getting out of the bed? Let's say you wanted to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night or have a glass of water. Does it obstruct your exit from the bed? It's on the side. It's like in between the mattress and the box spring. And now people don't have box springs, but I think it slides in there and it's on the side. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it gets... So that's it. Look, I kept a baseball bat in the corner of the room or under my bed or whatever for a long time. Sometimes I just feel hitting a baseball in the middle of the night. Did you really keep a baseball? What for? I don't know. Uh, someone gave it to me and uh, I figured, you know what? What were you going to listen for? I don't own guns, but if someone came into the house, I wouldn't mind taking a swing if I had to. Seriously? Why not? You need something to protect yourself. I don't, I don't think it's going to help. You think you. if you look, if they had a gun, I wouldn't. There's that famous scene, of course, which Harrison Ford improvised in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the guy does all the fancy, like he's got like a giant knife and he's treating it like a marching band baton and Harrison Ford just shoots him, which is funny. Right. But. If, the, if they don't have a gun and you're in your house, I, I'd take a whack at them if they came any near anyone in my family, wouldn't you? Sure. I'd never had that, but I think the backup 
it's a weapon. Where you have your gun there gives a whole new definition to shotgun wedding, don't you think? Oh, very good. Very good. That's your second triggering comment. What is RRR? Are you okay? Is that a new it's somewhere between I get it and not a real laugh. Tell me the greatest product ever on infomercials. I don't know about the greatest, but the first two that come to mind are the Thigh Master, made famous by Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summer or Summers? Summers. Summers. By the way, what was the name of the Chrissy bar? Snow, Three's Company, the, the Ropers. What was the name of the bar? Janet and John what, Ritter. What was the name of the bar that Jack Tripper went to all the time? I don't know. No. Do you know the name? Of course I do. Please tell us. The Regal Beagle. I don't remember that part, but clearly I remember everything else about the show. He would go with his buddy Larry in the Regal Beagle. That's where he was down there. He'd bring Janet and Chrissy down there. He'd meet other women. Larry was down there. The Regal Beagle was it. The Regal Beagle. I don't remember it. I saw that show filmed once. I was part of the live studio audience. But I think it was during the time that Suzanne Summers decided to hold out for more money, which I think ended poorly for her because I think they ended up replacing her character with her cousin or something. And that happened like, to Cheryl Ladd and Farrah Fawcett on Charlie's Angels. You know what the dumbest one of those holdouts is for more money in Hollywood history that I can think of? Hervé Belechez. He played Tattoo. I remember him, Fantasy Island, with Ricardo Monteblon. Huh? And he basically, at the beginning of the show, when the guests were coming in, was saying the plane. So he must have thought there was a bigger market for his services than... What was Ricardo Monteblon's character's name? Montalban. Montalban? Yeah, no. Not no. Montalban? No. You didn't answer my question. He was famous for what commercial was he hawking? Oh, that would be the Volar Chrysler Volare with Corinthian leather. You're right. It's Montal Montalban. Chrysler Cordoba with Corinthian leather. What did I say? Vol oh, Volare. Did he sing Volare or something? <laughs> the Chrysler Cordova. Cordoba. Cord so I'm, I'm mispronouncing everything today. Ricardo Montalban. What was the character's bon. name? Montalban. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's got those, however I pronounce polymers, those copolymers. Yeah. Literally, there's, did I tell you that I sat in a six-hour meeting today? And does it show? You know what? If you were in that meeting and you weren't out of... Mr. Rourke. His name was Mr. Rourke. Yes. If you were in that meeting that you were just in for six hours and you weren't allowed to leave and it happened to be on a golf course... You'd be very happy that you had the Euro Club. I don't know what that is. It's a golf club. That's not really. It looks like a golf club that you can pee in. Uh, uh, why is it called the Euro? Because you're in. I was there thinking you European. Go. Oh, you're European. Good. European. Don't right. you want to go on? No, I actually did that to my son when he was in six years old. He's going to the bathroom. I said, Walker, you're no longer American. He goes, what? What are you talking about? I said, European. <laughs> And I'm sure he got it immediately because he's a bright kid. Anyway. So, hang on. You asked well, me a question a while ago, and then I went off on this whole Fantasy Island thing. The greatest in infomercial products. Oh, right. sorry. Right. Suzanne Summers, Regal Beagle. Right. She held out and other people held out. It all pulls together beautifully. But I'm going to go with the shake weight. But hold on. I just want to finish on the Euro Club. <laughs> okay. Euro Club is a golf club. It's shaped like a golf club. And it obviously has a cap. And you can pee, but it also gives you a green towel that you can put over you. So it looks like you're just adjusting your golf club and you're peeing in it. 
I don't know when you dump it out or where, but there you go. The year. What I understand is golf courses tend to have lots of trees. Why don't you just step into the woods and relieve yourself? Now, if you're in Scotland, maybe, and you're playing one of those links courses, maybe you can't. But the grass gets really high there at certain times of year. But these days, everywhere, they're kind of against the pin. Like when I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, if I mentioned that. Oh, you Kurt, did you ever climb Mount Kilimanjaro? You weren't allowed to pee. Wow, you must be in great shape. You weren't allowed to pee uh, on the side. And there was no potty putter there either. No, you had to go in the lav tent. And the porter that carried the lav tent got paid the most. Oh, there's a great job. That's unfortunate. He should have hung one of those little pooper things that they put on dogs, those little air fresheners. Yeah. So the shake weight, remember the shake weight? It was like, it, it looked like, yeah, you just held it. So the whole idea was you held this barbell looking thing and it shook. And you know what that helped you do? That helped you lose weight, Kurt. And that's or, forever. Didn't they have that Bowflex thing, the same thing? It would just Bowflex. No, I think Bowflex was bands, resistance bands, which are res- true resistance training. But to believe you can just hold a vibrating barbell and you're going to lose weight is a bit suspicious. Plus, the whole thing seems dirty. How about every 1920s through 1960s comedy movie when you went into the gym they would have that belt that you stand in oh yeah that's right same thing all right so i think that those are two excellent ones i'm gonna go with the snuggie did you have one no i was just gonna ask you you've had one i never had a blanket with arms no no you know I i think basically what it is it's an old terry cloth or whatever chamois cloth bathrobe but the other way you put it, so you basically put a rope on, it's a blanket. You put your arms through it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a rage for a while. Because A, it's ridiculous, but B, these people knew how ridiculous it was, the people who sold it. So their infomercials were hysterical, like they were poking fun at it. So it became a sort of meme product, like a yes. meme stock, like AMC or GameStop or any of those. I love when you go on Wall Street on me. Yeah, so I'll go with the Snuggie, and those people made a gazillion. Those are coins. Yeah, that was a big seller. Do you think it continued to sell at a really good pace even after it became a joke? No. I don't know. I don't know. So we've been talking about this for a while, so. I'm just happy we left the bathroom. Yeah, so what else you got? I got something that's very funny here. I got one more for you, given the clock. Good. I'm looking at the package here. I got a picture of the package. I don't have a package in front of me. I have a picture of the package and the picture is just worth it. So please, to our listeners, go online and look up fundies, F-U-N-D-I-E-S, undies with an F, fundies. Fundies are the uh, is underwear built for two. So it is two people sharing a very special pair of underwear. and. It says twice the fun, half the fun is getting in them. The other half is up to you. Includes four legs and two rears, close friends not included. It's basically tidy whities for two. What's great about you, John? What's that, Kurt? I can tell stories to you, the same story over and over again, because you on a previous episode have talked about fundies no, before. No way. I've never yes. seen this in my life. Yes, you have. And you There's no way. It. I will I bet will... you any amount of money. Okay. I, any one of our listeners can go back and listen to 170 some odd podcasts. And if you survive that, 
if you can prove that I have, I'll give Kurt and you whatever amount of money you want. However, if you don't find that, then Kurt has to give uh, you and me a lot of money. Anyway, Kurt, I would I, not have forgotten a pair. I'm looking at this picture underwear. For, maybe I described it in a previous episode, but didn't have the picture in front of me because this is not a picture you'll forget. Look, they had there's also a I found a similar thing, which is a sweatshirt hoodie for two people. So it's got two openings for your head with a sweatshirt. I think people are trying to get us together. They also oh. had in the 1970s, I think they had a jumpsuit, like a terrycloth jumpsuit for two that was connected. So that was a thing for a while. So apparently Siamese clothing was a big raise. It was a real, it was a real niche, the Siamese clothing. Speaking of clothing and speaking about how we will seek convenience anywhere, anytime, any place, there was actually a product, Kurt. It was for babies who couldn't walk yet. So whatever that stage is called, what's that called? Babies. Crawling. Yeah, but they're not called, they're not newborns and they're not toddlers because toddlers walk. Do toddlers walk? Is there something before between newborns and toddlers? It doesn't matter. It's for Crawlers. babies who crawl. And I was looking for a formal developmental stage. Crawlers. Okay. So it was for crawlers. And basically it was baby pajamas with a mop on the underside so as the baby Brilliant. crawled, he or she basically turned in. Basically, they cleaned the floor for you. Brilliant. 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 I've, I've, yeah. I've seen that on dogs, and I also have seen slippers that have that on the, on the bottom side. All right. Give me one more, Kurt. And only one more. Make you it good. Can, you can buy online right now a 35-inch long piece of something which i'll tell you in a second that you mount against the wall a pixie stick a bear scratch a bear scratch you, you know go up against it and you scratch your back yeah what's wrong with the corner of your walls <laughs> but you're buying a 35 inch piece of wood or something and you're affixing it so to your wall it's like a cat scratch pad but for humans yeah i also saw to that end band-aids that looked like bacon bacon floss and bacon breath mints. Oh, God. You know what? <laughs> yes, there you have it. Bacon does occupy a very special place in the American culture. All right, Kurt. I, I hope our listeners have enjoyed it. We started off in the bathroom, and we never got that far away. <laughs> I, next time you're uh, walking around your house, look for all the stupid products you bought. Kurt and I will be back next week with another episode of Smart Dribble. Until then, I hope you buy lots of stupid products. Goodbye. I got to order my Ginsu knives right now. Ciao. Bye-bye.